Hey, Rhett. You can answer. <laughs> yes, Kane? <laughs> have you ever heard of uh, John Chuvin? Of course you have. He's recorded with us a couple That's times. That's right. A couple times. I remember now. Did you know that he has just recently opened a tap room in Salem, Oregon? Say it isn't so. Oh, it is so. But I'll say it isn't so for you if that really makes you feel better. No. No. Say Capital- it isn't so. <laughs> it isn't so. <laughs> Continue. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now. No. Uh, Capital Tap Room located at 150 High Street, Salem, Oregon. 150 High Street? Yeah. That's the old location of Twinsies. Well, there you go. On the same block as the Elsinore Theater. Yes. And the Union Barrel. There you go. Anyways, here's the tap room. I'm kind of conflicted. I haven't been there yet. But I know John Shue. I've known him for 15 years almost. Mm-hmm. Man knows his beer. He does know his beer. I think we need to get Gilgamesh there. I think John wants Gilgamesh there. He obviously doesn't know that I think he needs it yet. Gilgamesh, rightly so, because it is John Shubin. Like I said, I've known him. But rightly so, I think Gilgamesh thinks they're too good for him. Rightly so. But Gilgamesh. Well, that is John Shubin. If you want <laughs> another good... Should I have not have said this? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? You're like, I think Gilgamesh thinks they're too good for them. And I was like, well, it is John Shubin. <laughs> well, it is. It's John Shubin. Okay. <laughs> But John Shubin needs to get Gilgamesh there. If he doesn't already, he might. But I, I have a feeling they're just too good for him. But Gilgamesh, do us a solid. We'll, we'll, we'll work a week free without pay. <laughs> wow. Don't sell ourselves short, Kay. <laughs> Speaking of Gilgamesh. Yes. Tell me about Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh Brewing. I mean, they're brewing a beer for everyone, Kane. Even John Shubin? Pro- no, even John Shubin. That... that- they're making Ladies and gentlemen, I want I want you to do something for me. Even for you need to go in the tap room. Capital tap room. Capital tap room. And say, I want Gilgamesh brew in this bar. Tap room. <laughs> tap room. Big Boom. difference. Big difference. To the hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a hipster, don't go there. I'm just kidding. Go there. Or do. Stuff. And tell them you want Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> tell John Shuman you want Gilgamesh. And then listeners, go to Gilgamesh. Go to their brewery. It is and, and go and say, "Hey, we love your beer. We we've heard you on Deal of Taints. You make a brew. You make a beer for everybody. You need your beer at the Capital Tap Room. Everybody needs to come together on this one. Come together right now, over me. That was like the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> no practice on that one. <laughs> Ready? Ready? One, two. One, two, three, four. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh, we're so out of key. Longest. Oh, the longest time. The longest. Hold along. I was trying to think of uh, the first. <laughs> If I could Come on, Billy, you're dropping the beast. <laughs> the plot. <laughs> Gilgamesh Brew. Making a beer for everybody. The Gilgamesh Brew at Gilgameshbrewing.com. And go to Capital Tap Room on 150 High Street. And tell them Dual Taint sent you. When you walk in, you say, and then dodge what, the beer that the they trap? throw at you. No Gilgamesh in here. 
on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Duel of Taints. I'm your host, Rhett. And I'm Kane. And Rhett, it has been a long time. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, 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 the longest. Oh, the longest time. Oh, the longest. For the longest. If I could only remember how to sing this song. If I... <laughs> Keep going. No. Speed box battle right now. Nah, dude. I'd win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. You would, though. Dude, this listener has had to put up with that Billy Joel <laughs> like song. Like, <laughs> They're like, dude, it's been only a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we recorded that literally a minute ago. That's true. <laughs> then we press play. There's, no, there's not actually a band playing that opening theme between us every time. <laughs> it's a recording. It's true. Bum, 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 oh. <laughs> Let's get down to business oh. to defeat ha. the Huns. Oh. Did the send me daughters huh? when I asked for sons? You're the saddest bum, bunch bum, I bum, ever met. But you can bet before we're through. Somehow I'll make a man out of you. Tranquil as a forest with a strength within. That's all I know. Okay. Until I get to the chorus. <laughs> well, what's the chorus? I, dude, we sang so much <laughs> of this shit already. Well, let's keep going. All right, fine. <laughs> You've convinced me. With all the speed of a course, he fucked it up. With all the force of a great job. <laughs> With all the strength of a raging fire. And mysterious as the dark side of the moon. <sighs> Somehow I'll... Oh, you fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, we make ourselves laugh. Too much. I know. With every song we sing, we're losing one listener. We're down to like five. They're like, wow, really? Really good? It's not even that good. I mean, I like that song. I would have stayed. If it was good. It was like Broadway level. <laughs> Cunt. Even off Broadway. <laughs> yeah, like for real. <laughs> Fucking hipsters. <laughs> Uh, hey. Uh, hey. Hey. I got my goats. I saw, dude. It's cool. Two goats. They're fun, dude. Their weather's actually a dumb cunt, but whatever. Weather's our goats. Yeah, I know. So I didn't say anything that was inaccurate. Uh, you lied. Piece of shit. You dumb fucking. I didn't lie. Anyways. <laughs> hey, it looks like a full moon. Oh, yeah. That explains the... Look at the moon. Anyway, keep going. No, they're just... They're <coughs> fun, man. Those fuckers are f- smart. Like... Getting outsmarted by goats already? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh. No, they're smart, but like... <coughs> <coughs> These ones are only like three, three and a half months old. 
So they're still pretty little, and they're they're Nubian goats. That's their breed. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of the Nubians. <clears throat> they're they're not the biggest as far as you know why they're called Nubians. Why is it? They're black. That makes sense. That's true. Yeah, they are black. Yeah. Okay. Keep but not all. <laughs> but not, not all Nubians are black. Oh. I just guessed. These ones are actually, they look black if, if you look in pictures, but when you see them live, they're just actually brown. Because they aren't like Nubians from Africa? Yeah, they're, it's like an African goat. Like people are from Africa. Like yeah. the Nub, like, yeah. they're like, I want a Nubian queen in my bed. <laughs> well, I think it might say. be like a, it doesn't matter. They're just goats. Anyways, but yeah, like. Why are we putting so much stuff? Yeah, they're like. Fucking they're animals with their balls cut off. <laughs> yeah, they're literally useless. Yeah. <laughs> But like you know, so they're they're not the biggest breed if you go by weight. But they'll be like one of the they're like one of the tallest breeds. Mm-hmm. They'll still be pretty big. They're with full grown. These ones will be like 165, 175 pounds. So pretty big. How big are they right now? They're oh, they're thirty pounds. Oh wow, maybe give or take. They're not very tall. I mean, like they'll be they they'll I mean at at the top of their head they'll put they might get to. Four and a half, five feet. Yeah, might I don't know. I, I don't know the lean inch of these ones. So, but like they're already freaking strong. Like I gotta, we gotta watch ourselves because they'll push through the gate if you as soon as you open it because they, they already know the fat man brings the treats. Yeah. So like when the does. fat man comes to, <laughs> you know, change the water out. You know, the fat man usually leaves the food, <laughs> you know, right outside the gate. So he changes the water out, then he, he brings in the treats. So they already know. As soon as I that gate opens, just push past the fat man and get to the treats. Nice. But they're God, they're fucking yeah. So they're they're freaking smart. But they're cool. does that they're make fun. them smart or mindless? <laughs> like the no, fat they're... man. Food. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes them smart enough to know that the fat man brings the treats. That's true. You know, and that's they, those things. All they do is eat all day long. Is eat. It's amazing. I mean, this isn't the most interesting thing to podcast about. But so me and the goats have that in common. Right? Me too. Which is why they, I mean, I like them so much, but. <laughs> and peanuts. Oh my God. That's like crack cocaine to them. Peanuts. High energy food, dude. Like shell and all. They'll eat the shell and all. No yeah, problem. I'll eat the shell and all. Well, me too. I love the yeah. shell. <laughs> well, humans aren't supposed to eat the shell. Yeah, you just shit it out later and it hurts like hell. Yeah. <laughs> you like ever my... eaten like a fucking pound of peanuts with their shells on and it's like. Uh, <laughs> like well, I don't think anyone's supposed to Why? eat a pound of. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. It's like scraping your fucking rectum off. <laughs> well, my you know uh, Dink, my dog. Yeah. Uh, we had chicken wings the other night. Yeah. Dogs, you're not supposed to let eat chicken bones because they can like fracture, s- fracture, and then cut up their insides. Fuck yeah! Stick inside the lining of their stomach and fucking kill them. Yeah. So he's he's been he ate a bunch. He got into the the bones. Yeah. He hasn't been yeah, having fun pooping. I mean, I've seen that dog eat half a jar of peanut butter. I'm not talking about the peanut butter. I'm talking about the actual jar. And then shit it out later. So I was pretty sure he's going to be okay. He, yeah, but he's not, he hasn't been enjoying it. a peanut life. butter jar, but he ate half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think he'll be okay, but he's not having... He's, he's hating life every morning when he goes out to take his morning shit. You know? yeah, whatever. <laughs> Live and learn. I never said I'd eat peanut shells again, but here I am, 25 years <laughs> eating later. Eating peanut shells. <laughs> 25 years deep in this life, and I'm still eating <laughs> peanut shells. <laughs> deep in this shithole of a peanut shell life. <laughs> the only way out is through, Kane. <laughs> I'm that far in. Once you muscle through the gag reflex, it's actually quite nice. Mm. Salty. Just like Kane's taint. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, that thing you do. Yeah. 
Me and Bailey watched it. Isn't that a good movie? What? <laughs> what a fucking segue that was. Yeah. Well, we thought we were going to talk about that first, and yeah. then we started singing, and it was like... Yeah. You doing that thing you do. Do that thing you do. a million pieces. Look, you always do. I don't know the rest of the words. That's all I know. See, you're a much better beatboxer than I am. Whatever, dude. That was pretty legit. You were doing like some fat beats on that. Whoa, dude. Reverse beat. Kind of like reverse singing. Tenacious D. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love Jack Black. Yeah. He should have been in that thing you do. I once was flipping through channels. This isn't too long, about maybe three months ago. And all of a sudden I see Jack Black on the screen. I'm like, oh, sweet, Jack Black movie. Well, no, he was doing like one of those Save the Children videos. You know, like. And you're like, send money Dumb. in. <laughs> send money in for these kids. Yeah. And. Normally I see those things because I've, I've done enough research to know that majority of them are bullshit. Yeah. Like you're, the money's not really going to the kids. It's going to... But the Jack yeah. Black, I've known enough about him and I'm like, right, he's not really a the normal celebrity who's just full of shit. Yeah, like I would love to see him on that thing you do. So this could be legit. It could be. So I'm watching it. And then he's like interviewing these act- these actual kids in the slums of... Uh, it's some country in Africa and I, I apologize. I don't know which one it was. And he's interviewing Maybe, this yeah. kid was like, you know, the kid was talking about his life, how he, he literally sleeps on the street, you know, he, his job, he rummages through garbage looking for <coughs> change that was accidentally thrown away or looking for food. That's what he does all day long. You saw that? Bailey saw this too. Yeah. He's in the other room. My house is 500 square feet. Yeah. So she's like 10 <laughs> feet away from so, us right like, now while it was pr- I mean, it was, it was really well done, like infomercial thing. But I started thinking, because then he asked the kid, like, Jack Black asked this kid, like, so what, what do you want to do? And the you know, with your life, and the Jack, and the kid was like, "Can I? Can you take me back to America?" Oh, that part and, and it was really sad because like Jack Black's reaction was very genuine. It, like you could tell he was about ready the ball, and he's like, "Well, I don't think they'll let me do that." But here's where I lost a little bit of faith in Jack Black. I was just like, you know, a lot of those countries over there are pretty corrupt. You know, you got millions of dollars. Does he? Is he worth millions? Oh God, yeah. Think so? Okay, I'm just asking. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's like you could afford to bring the kid home and <laughs> one kid though, dude. It doesn't end with one kid. You take one kid, then you got to take all the kids. Let's start with one. See what happens. I can agree with that. Yeah. Wow, this really segues into the European migrant crisis that's going on right now. <laughs> I wonder if their conservative conservatives over there are like fucking illegals taking all our jobs. No, they dude, actually there are. are people that are, know, like are fucking outraged over it, dude. It's insane. I mean, it's well, the U.S. is taking a bunch. Eventually, going to take a bunch too. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I heard Chicago wanted to take like they they've taken on two thousand Syrian refugees and they want to take on ten thousand total. I was like, wow, go Chicago. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, they said, like, we're ready, we're able. Like, Chicago's here for the challenge. And I was like... Well, that's impressive if they end up doing it. That, yeah. That's actually really impressive. I wonder how much, or how many, much, that, that was super... No, I, don't know, that's I don't know, I heard it's it really, really bad, but so. how many people do they think... Port- I wonder if Portland's going to get any. 
Yeah, they said there's a, a, a Portland does have a number. I don't know how many. Yeah, maybe Portland's around that. Because well, Portland's, we're, I mean, there's a big, it's a big whoop to do in the news. Portland's trying to do something about the, all the homeless because there's a bunch in in Portland right now. Yeah, but anyways, it's interesting though. You know, I was listening, and I, let's not get political about it. Let me just make say this little story and then yeah. we'll move on. But it was interesting because I was listening to the radio for like the first time in a long time, and it was it was NPR and yeah, and it was like the Hungarian. You know, government like yeah, I've heard uh, about that. I think I've heard the same thing you're talking about. But like, like the guy who corresponds with the media, mm-hmm. and he was talking with whoever the reporter was from NPR. And dude, it was crazy. NPR, like I kind of lost a little bit of respect for them. It, like this guy was giving the most tactful answers I'd ever heard to a difficult situation. And NPR was like, "Well, doesn't that sort of make you guys like the monsters in the situation?" Like they flat out were like asking loaded questions, like try and like making them sound which like, is like, really disappointing. Because in- well, I guess we're not going to get political, but I mean NPR is supposed to be pretty like down the middle. Like, yeah, we're reporting the news, we're not commenting. It on sounded it. like they were trying, like it was loaded questions, and they were trying to paint them as the bad guys for not opening their doors to however many thousands of refugees were outside their walls. and Which is kind of unfair, I think, because, I mean, none of those, I, I mean, we're not in hunger. We don't know what, like, yeah. they're, what what's going on in that country? Yeah. I mean, what, what and the guy could have easily just been like, well, what the fuck, America? Like, why don't you fucking open up your doors, you dumb cunts? And what he said is like, what he said is it's very easy he said it's very easy for people to not under quite understand the picture of it, but the fact of the matter is, is we wake up and we eat breakfast and we can look outside our windows and we can see the problem and we're faced with the sadness and the terror yeah. that these these people face every day. It's not easy to look at thousands of starving people and not know what to do to help them because all of us want to help them, no matter who we are. Like we all, we don't want to see people starving outside of our doors. And he said, but we're we are the ones tasked with with finding like the fine balance between our morality and our legality. Yeah. And he says, and unfortunately the rest of the world is going to make us out to be these yeah. bad people when we're just doing the best we can. It's and I was st- like, Oh my God, like what sort of, I was like, these guys have to go through like tact school or something. Cause I was just like, what good, an- nothing he said like, and he, and he flat out said, he's like, we can't open our doors to these people right now. We can't, we have to find the best way to help them. And right now that way is to keep the doors closed while we sort out the problem. Yeah. And and he said, that doesn't mean they're going to stay close forever, but right now that's what we have to do. Yeah. And it sucks because we want to help them. That's who we are. The Hungarian people want to help these people. Um, and I was like, wow, like, <laughs> like this guy just like made this NPR reporter sound like a douche. And it was the first time ever I was listening to NPR where I was like, okay, like really NPR try hard much. Yeah. Like that's disappointing. But anyways, not getting political about it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from, uh, whatever it was to the migrant crisis back to that thing you do. <laughs> Steve Zahn's free. He's, Dude, he's the man. That's the first, I think that's the first movie I ever saw Steve Zahn in. I way saw back him in, the 90s. in Saving Silverman first. Okay, yeah. Not that that was first, but. No, yeah. No, but this, that's the first movie I remember ever seeing him in. Dude's freaking funny. He's and, a talented and, actor. You know what he did? I and mean, he pretty much retired from acting and like has his ranch in like Tennessee or Kentucky or something. He just lives on and. That's what that's what he does for like in life now as a rancher or something. Oh, dude, but what about when they make Sahara too? Are they? I don't know, but they should. I fucking love that movie. I highly now that Matthew McConaughey is on a shit, dude. 
And just slam dunk that movie. Get Chris Nolan in on it. Maybe they'll do a time to kill too. But I want Steve Zahn. And Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Steve Zahn could be the new, the new killer that... Oh, God, yes. He got raped and then he killed him or something. And he could do it. Yeah. You're going to call John Grisham and get him to write a sequel. You think he's related to Timothy Zahn? The oh. writer of the Thrawn trilogy? I doubt it. Dude, you should have heard me and John and Dustin like f- just geeking all over fucking Star Wars earlier. <laughs> By the way, we're going to go see that on midnight? Yeah. Okay. I'm take, like I said, I'm taking days off oh, of work for it. John wants to go. Jason wants to go. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my father-in-law, Cody, is going to go. I think we're going to have, have an entourage, dude. Yeah, that's going to be pretty sweet. I'm excited. And then I'm going to hopefully try and see it again that weekend. I'm seeing it again the next day, hopefully, with my son. So. I wish I had a son, son to share this moment with. Well, there's some kids in Africa that need help. <laughs> Can you take me to go see Star Wars? Can you provide a better life for me? me no, that. but I can kick you to Star Wars. Son. As long as you call me dad. You ever heard of Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> I searched through the garbage to find food to eat so I can survive. Well, You ever heard of a lightsaber? There's been an awakening <laughs> in the Force. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> Um, well, that just got fucking weird. <laughs> dude, I was going to take that so many directions. I know. I, as soon as I so said, like, oh, I, I didn't mean for that to sound like it I, did. <laughs> I stopped, dude. I got some self-control now. I know. I, as soon as I said, I was like, oh, I really should not have. I didn't mean to take it there. Uh, but Steve's on, dude. He could, like, he's such a good actor. Like, I mean, he can. I, I loved him in Sahara. He was, the, he was the reason I loved Sahara. Like, the sidekick, the lovable Well, he's definitely sidekick. the best part of that whole movie is, you know... Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, like, he's Oh, Penelope fine. Cruz just ruins any movie she's in. She's Matthew McConaughey just, filled know. the role, you mm. know what I mean? But he didn't nail it, like... I mean, he was really passionate about that movie, but I think it was because he was very, he's really passionate about Africa. Oh, I think... Okay, here's... Here, I'll equate... I just Matthew loved- McConaughey was Abbott to Steve Zahn's Costello. Nobody's favorite character in an Abbott and Costello movie is Abbott. <coughs> It's always Costello. He's the funny guy. He's the one that has all the best lines. You know, who's on first? Costello's the funny guy. Yeah. That's what... M- M- I McCon- thought that was Three Stooges that did that. No, it's Abbott and Costello. Oh, wow. Learned something new every day. Yeah. You know, the thing The thing that really kind of... Okay, so I love Sahara, and we plan on doing an episode of Cinnamon of it soon, but um, the thing that bothers me about it is that Steve Zahn is such, like, a pillar. He's such, a like, a stable foundation for Matthew McConaughey to lead off of. He has great, quippy lines, all this stuff. But, and you do get the vibe that they've been friends for a long time, but it almost feels like... It almost feels like Steve Zahn is, like, acting off of Matthew McConaughey and all this stuff, but then Matthew McConaughey... Is like looking this way yeah. when he's acting. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he's not really acting off of Steve Zahn. Yeah, no, Steve Zahn's the one that's kind of. I mean, they, playing off of McConaughey. You definitely the get the one. sense that they have a relationship. Yeah, but and maybe it's just the way that their characters are. Where like Steve Zahn is always like, "Well, I thought we were doing this. I thought we were doing. Oh, okay. Like he, yeah. he just goes along with it. And he's like." You know, he's strung along on this adventure. Yeah. And he always and he's always one step behind, you know. He's like, I wonder if there's a toolbox in that plane. And he's like, 
he's like, I don't think you're going to fly that thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then they drive in the damn thing. And yeah. then, um, well, Steve's on, I think it's a shame he's kind of retired or got out of acting. Hopefully he gets back into something. Cause he's probably the best side man or supporting actor. One of the best for sure. And cause you think of, you know, okay. Sahara, I mean, he's, he's not the main, he's a side, he's a supporting actor. Best part of the whole movie. That thing you do. Same thing. Yeah, I love him. Side man, just he's there. But he has all those quippy lines. But he's the best part of that movie. Like, I wonder what happened to the (laughs) Oneiders. Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I'm showing pigs down at the farm competition. (laughs) I'm gonna. That's just like that fucking like the fuck. And then that movie, um, riding in cars with boys. He's actually really good in that. There was one movie where me and Bailey watched where he was the bad guy. Oh. Perfect getaway. Oh, okay. She says. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> and they're on an island, and yeah, he likes sh- murders people. Uh, Saving Silverman, he's in that too. Yeah, he's Best great. part of that movie. Tries to suck his own dick. <laughs> so great. We've had many conversations about that. Well, everyone's tried. Yeah. But uh, no, I, it's like he guy. He's just a. Every movie he's in, he steals the sh- he steals the show. He's just that good. He was in that. Mo- I forget the name of the movie now, but he was in that movie with a. Uh, oh. F- Fuck, um, Batman. No, you, not, it, well, not that's not the movie, but the actor. Uh, oh my god, who's the actor that played Batman? Michael Keaton. No, the other one. George Clooney. No, the other one. <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yes, that one about the two Vietnam vets who escaped. Oh yeah, dude. Me and your dad watched that movie. It's not, uh, something. Um, not Red Dawn. No, yeah, another Dawn or something, or New Dawn or. Uh, Let me just look it up. Not Red Dawn. Yeah, your dad called it Red Dawn. And I was like, oh, I love Red Dawn. And then it was another movie, Something Dawn. Freedom Dawn or... Uh, Let me look. Let me Vietnamese look. Dawn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he still is acting. Good. What's the name of the movie, fuck? Oh, I gotta look it up. Fuck fate. Rescue Dawn. Rescue Dawn. Yeah. No, he quit for a while, but all of a sudden he's back in it. Sahara 2. He was in Dallas Buyers Club. I didn't even know that. Oh, was he? I, I haven't seen that movie yet. So, yeah, right, but I mean, that, there's my reason. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. Like, he's in a couple of those. I mean, it looks like smaller movie, Escape from Planet Earth. What? That movie sounds awesome. It has the word "escape" in it. I right? thought you were going to say the good escape dinosaur. From that's supposedly the ridiculous six. Fuck, I didn't even know he was still acting. I, I could have swore he like kind of gave it up. So well, I take everything that ranch back. ranch money's running dry. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it looks like he's never really quit. He has something for every year. Like, 2009, we did, like, a couple things. Like, small things. So I guess he's not really... He's not doing a ton. But he's... You know, 2011, he didn't do it. He just did, like, one, like, voice thing. But... Well, I think that's because... Mm-hmm. Breck Eisner was looking at doing Sahara 2... And they're going to make it happen. I don't see it here in any of his upcoming stuff. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kane. You're it's really... called a joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I wish it was Sahara 2, though. Yeah. Think about it, dude. Oh, I take it all back, because apparently, yeah, he's uh, still doing stuff. He should do more. He should. He's pretty good in Rescue Dawn. He dies, though. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, in 2007, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. In 2007, he was conferred an honorary PhD in fine arts from Northern Kentucky University. Crazy. Cool. So he's an honorary doctor? Yeah. 
doctors on. If you get an honorary doctorate, can you take the title? I imagine you can if you want. No one ever really does it. You think people are like, you're a douche. (laughs) But honorary PhD, that means you've gotten at least a degree, a master's degree in something, right? No, why would you? Then why why do they give an honorary degree and like an honorary bachelor's degree? Why does that mean honorary PhD? Um, I don't know, but I th- I've and why give people honorary degrees? It's to basically sh- uh, acknowledge their accomplishments and say that like, and maybe he's associated with that school in some way. I'm sure he is. I mean, that's why. But, you know, there's a ton of people that earn honorary Well, I know, I know there is, but um, my question is why bother? Why not just call it like a, some, a different award? Like, what does an honorary degree do for you? Is it like official? Like, could he, could he call, could he go by the title of doctor? Like, Look, he's, in, he's in a position in his life where it's not really going to matter. Like, he doesn't need to, in official capacity, be Dr. Zahn, doctor of fine arts from. No, exactly. But, but like, you, but pose, that's the, you pose the question I'm asking, could he really do that? Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, could he be Dr. Zahn? Look, he's not in a position where he's like, I really need that doctorate. I'm sure well, if yeah. he wanted to go and teach an acting course, any fucking school would have him teach an yeah. acting course. Why not? Um, and if he wanted to go by Dr. Zahn with an honorary PhD, why the fuck not? He's teaching, and he has an honorary PhD, and I'm sure the PhD wasn't awarded just like pulling out of a hat. I'm sure that it was based on merit of some sort, right? But yeah, you is know, it, like is there's the people thing? who get honorary degrees who have achieved something in their field, but it's maybe they didn't have quite the, the that's what I'm asking. Credentials. Okay, that's another question. Is like, let's say, okay, when I went when I went to when I went to high school, somebody got an honorary yeah, diploma, and it was a guy who never graduated high school, but he had worked so much. Like, did they say like, well, you've done enough in life that you obviously have the equivalent to high school education, yeah. so we're giving you yeah. this. So then now, if he, let's say that guy went on to fill out an application, could he put down that he Why has not? a high school diploma? Why not? I mean, I get that. I, I mean, say it's an honorary thing, I guess. There's no point in lying about that. Because yeah. I think getting an honorary degree is harder than going and fucking paying the money and getting a regular degree. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Honorary doctorate, or, you know, honorary, honorary doctorate from northern kentucky or whatever the fuck he has or whatever yeah. like yeah why the fuck not it's a good question though i'm i'm interested in the actual answer well i mean let's look it up honorary degree on rary rary phd <coughs> i'm trying to think of specific people who i know honorary degrees okay that's so wikipedia page to dedicated to it. Uh, honorary degree, or whatever, is an academic degree for which a university f- uh, or other degree awarding institution has waived the usual requirements, such as um, metric... Going to school? Me- me- metriculation, uh, residence, study, and the passing of the examinations. The degree is typically a doctor or less commonly a master's degree and may be awarded to someone who has no prior connection with with the academic institution. The degree is often conferred as a way of honoring a distinguished visitor's contribution to a specific field or to society in general. It is often given to graduation speakers at a university or college, and the university may derive benefits by association with the person in question. The degree is not recognized by employers as having the same nature as a corresponding earned 
degree, doctorate degree and should not be represented as such. There you go. It is sometimes recommended that such degrees be listed in one CV as an award and not in their education section. With regard to the use of this honorific, this, the policies of institutions of higher education generally ask the, that recipient, recipient, ah, recipients refrain from adopting the misleading title. Okay. That a recipient of an honorary doctorate use, use of the title doctor before the name should be restricted to engagement with the institution of higher education in question and not within the broader community. Bummer. That answers the question. Okay. So, no, he can't go by... I mean, I guess he could be... Everyone Why would, not go by the title it, Honorary Dr. Zahn? There you go. I'm, hello, I'm Honorary Dr. Zahn. That's like saying, like, you know, acting captain or whatever, like, instead of actual captain. Yeah. Acting captain Zahn. You know what I want to do? It's not possible. But I want to... Like, right now, I I had, I went to a, a vocational school to get my CDL. Yeah. Truck school. Yeah. Ten, it was a... Four week course, basically. You want to go to a prestigious private school to get your trucking license? No, I want to see if there's a way to like get your like your doctorate in trucking. <laughs> you know I mean? Dude, I'm sure there's something equivalent. Well, I mean, like there's vocational schools from like being a mechanic. You can go to get certified and to work on Toyota engines. You know, like is there like a higher like your um, master mechanic in Toyota engines or you're a doctor. I mean, I don't know. I think that'd be funny. Like I can go by Dr. Miller and they're, Oh, what are you a doctor of? Trucking. <laughs> and they're like, that's not real. I'm like, Oh, here it is. Here's my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a piece of paper you printed at the public library. It even has a timestamp in that. <laughs> oh, well they emailed it to me. <laughs> Couldn't you just look at porn at the library like a normal person? <laughs> This is my porn. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but this is the library's computer. Go away. <laughs> Sir, there are children here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I'm sure that, the, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say that there's, pro there's probably not like a doctorate of trucking, but, you know, I'm sure like yeah. you, you could get something that you could just construe as like, oh, yeah, well, I have a doctorate in trucking, but then it's like a doctorate yeah. in like, automobile transportation or something mm -hmm. or like you know uh yeah some so, fancy yeah. word for it well this party really died that's what happens with dumb quote no <laughs> <laughs> you have any good stories i don't know why you're anyways we're back from break <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what we were just talking about. <laughs> That's all right. So, um, well, like I said, uh, while we weren't recording, that's why Contact is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jodie Foster's a lesbian? No. She really? I think so, yeah. No. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Double Jeopardy. Is she in Double Jeopardy? Is that Jodie Foster? No, that was... Shell Pfeiffer, I think? No, Shell Pfeiffer was not fucking. Oh, uh, I'm fucking looking it up now. Jodie Foster. Who's the I one? I don't think it was Jodie Foster. Who's in that one with Sam Rockwell and she gets a law degree and like becomes his lawyer for a death row? Accused? The accused? No, it's not called the accused. It's called like convicted or. 
dilapidated. Or... Accused, accused. It's not accused, it's convicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, Jody Foster. Oh, no, f- let me look at Double Jeopardy first. Double. Jody Foster. I tell, I'm telling you, I think Je- it's not like Michelle. Fisher, dude. Michelle. It's, okay. It's Ashley Judd. We were Ashley both Judd. <laughs> that's who I thought. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> okay, so Ashley Judd then is the one that's... Is she in that movie? Double Jeopardy? Yeah. No, the Sam Rockwell one. <laughs> okay, well, let's... Here, let me click on her name here, and then we'll fucking figure it out. She does, She has not aged well. You know what? Eat a burger would it kill you. Um. Okay, filmography... How old is this movie? Which one? Sam Rockwell? Yeah. I don't know. In the 2000s for sure. Probably newer since 2005. Probably made... Mm, two th- probably I'd say even before 2000... After 2010 rather. But I don't know. Uh, no, I don't see anything like that. Are you going to give you a list from like 2000 on so you can tell me if that sounds familiar? Yeah, where nah. the heart is. No, someone like you. No, Frida. No, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. There's a probable cause. High chance. crimes? Not high crimes. Oh. There's a probable chance she's not even in the movie. Okay, let's look up Jodie Foster. Maybe you're thinking of Jodie Foster. Maybe I'm thinking of Sam Rockwell. <laughs> oh, you know for a fact Sam Rockwell's in it. Yeah. All right, Sam Rockwell. Sam and, Rockwell. And he plays like a lifetime like prison inmate. Okay, uh, let's start from 2000. Uh, not Charlie's Angels. DC Smalls. No. Pretzel. It's one word and it has to do with like having a life sentence and crime and law. Running time. No, it's one word. Welcome to uh, one word, you sure? Yeah. Um, the F word, Joshua? No, it's not a name. Choke? No. Okay, um... It's like... Moon? No, Moon. That's a good movie. I fucking love Moon. Moon's awesome. Um, Fuck? (laughs) What? He was literally in a movie called Fuck. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Fucking love it. Conviction. Conviction, thank you. I knew it was Conviction. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was Conviction. Hillary Swank, you dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) That's Hillary Swank. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't tell Ashley Judd. You can't tell Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. (laughs) Ashley Judd and Hillary They're all one and the same. (laughs) Who the fuck is Jodie Foster? (laughs) Contact, right? Yeah, Contact, Sounds of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hillary Swank. What does Hillary Swank look like? Um, Like that. Million Dollar Baby. Boys Don't Cry. Um, what a dumbass. That really shitty end of the world movie she did, which was called The Core. Mm. Have you ever seen Knowing, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I did not like it. Really? No, I didn't, couldn't get into that one. I thought it was alright. <laughs> oh, she was in The Next Karate Kid. She was The Next Karate Kid. Yeah. That fourth one they did with the girl? No, that was the third one, I thought. No, that was the fourth one. What was the third one about? Okay, the first one is where <laughs> yeah. he moves to... Yeah, and then the second one, he, he goes, goes to, to Japan. Oka- Okinawa. Okinawa. Okay. Okinawa. They are different places. They aren't. Did you know Okinawa was like one of the bloodiest battle like places for World yeah, War Two? It was bad. It's insane. And then the third one is when he comes back, he, he has to defend his title, 
and he, Daniel Daniel has to defend his title, and the pretty much like the the dojo dude from the first movie, the really bad white guy. Yeah, he, he uh, sweeps the leg. Yeah, like, sweep the leg. Well, he comes back in the third one, and they bring pretty much bring in a hired gun martial artist to fight Daniel in, yeah. the, in the tournament. Is it bad? Yeah, it's not good. Because... It's really bad. I've never seen it. And all of, like, the ne- like Karate Kid, like, multi-pack movies that they make, like, I've never seen Karate Kid 3. I no, never knew the first existed. one's really, actually, a pretty good movie. second one is, it's alright. The second one's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Next Karate Kid It's is... watchable. You have to... It's watchable. Yeah. Third one is horrible, and they made the fourth one with which, her, which is not great, but it's fine. It's like a good no, kids it, it, movie. it's 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 a it's a kids movie. It's yeah. like a Disney kids movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I saw the next Karate Kid a lot because that's like when they go to the monastery or like that temple thing. Yeah, and, and she like does that stupid dancing thing with like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that movie. That, that, <coughs> I lost it there. That one. Whoops, sorry, I coughed in the microphone there, guys. That's crazy. There's a third one. Have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. You know, so Barney Stinson's whole thing is like, he's like, for my bachelor party, I want to have the karate kid. And so everyone's like, Ralph Macchio? And he's like, no. And he says the actor's name, and it's like that bad white guy. Like, Oh. (laughs) And he's in How I Met Your Mother. They get Ralph Macchio and that guy into an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Who's that guy's name? I wonder if that guy's ever been Wikipedia'd on a podcast before. Let's let's do him the honors. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, I'm looking up the Karate Kid right meow. Um, I'm trying to think what was his what was his character's name. I don't remember. Um, find a phone. I fucking look it up for well, you. Where, where's your fucking phone? I don't know. I can't find Is it, it. Chad McQueen. I don't know. It's not Chad McQueen. Oh, John Kreese. John Kreese sounds right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's John Kreese. Look at him. He's not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. He's life in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, life has been unkind to that guy. I think that's him. Oh, man. Cocaine much? <laughs> and I had to look up Ralph Macchio's current look just to make sure that the guy they had... He looks the they... same. No, he doesn't. I couldn't tell it was Ralph Macho, dude. I had to bullshit. Last time I, I saw him, he looked he looked like a slightly older version of Daniel. Dude, I couldn't even fucking tell that it was Ralph Macho and How I Met Your Mother. I had to Google it, and I was like, "That is him." That look at that. That's him. I couldn't tell. It's so fucking obvious. Tell. Yeah, he's aged a little bit, but I mean, it's still fucking Daniel Son. You know, I just imagine his dumb accent. Ma, come on, ma. He was in The Outsiders, too. Yeah, and I know. Along with Tom Cruise. And, yeah. and he was in My Cousin Vinny, which is an okay movie. He was and in Crossroads. Crossroads is actually a damn good movie. It's, a little, it's a little dated. Whiplash? No, is he in that? No, he's not in that. But I bring it up because, and I've always meant to talk with you about it, because it won an Oscar for Best Supporting Role, went to, um, what's his name? Uh, Maybe I have seen that. No. The guy who played James Jameson, Jamie Jameson from Spider Man. I got the father in Little Miss Sunshine. Um, Alan Alda? Oh no 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 no! Oh, uh, Greg Kinnear? No, not Greg Kinnear. 
That's who played the father. No, that's not the guy who played the father in Little Miss Sunshine. God. That's the father in the last song. <laughs> no, that's the dad in Little Miss Sunshine. Greg Kinnear. Oh, you're right. Fuck, I'm such an idiot. Now everyone listening is like, no, Rhett, that is Greg Kinnear. I meant to say Juno. <laughs> oh, uh... J.K. Simmons? Okay, J.K. Simmons. So he won an Academy Award for... No, he didn't, did he really? For Best Supporting Actor in Whiplash, dude. I didn't know he won an Oscar. Yeah, he fucking Yeah, there it is, right there. So... How about I've never seen this movie? You should watch it. You might like it. So it's... Oh, this last year? It came out last year? Yes! I didn't watch the Oscars this last year. He won that? Yes! Oh my god! Okay. The reason I bring up Whiplash, Kane, you listening? Yes. Okay, is because we were mentioning Crossroads, right? Now, your dad always talks about how Crossroads is the best at, like, showing, like, pantomime guitar playing. Yeah. Okay, well, Whiplash is a drum movie. Yeah. So I want you to watch it and tell me what you think about some of the drumming in it. Because there's some of it, I'm like, as a drummer, I'm like, it. To- the movie loses me a little bit. Or I'm like, oh, like, that's dumb. Is it too unreal? No, it's not like the drumming's so good that it's, like, mind-boggling. There's just, like, a part where he's playing and he's, like, trying to play so fast his, like, hands start bleeding. Um, like... No, that's not gonna happen. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Is he, like, hitting his cymbals with his hand? That's what caused... Because I've I've caught bleeding bleeding with that. The whole whole premise of the movie is he's trying to learn to play, like, 400 BPM, like, double-time swing. Like... Like just like really fast stuff, yeah. like you know, and okay, amazing drum solo from Whiplash. Um, we're gonna go ahead and watch it. If you want to look it up, it's on YouTube. I'm gonna watch it, and then um, you can tell us what you think. I'm gonna press pause or anyway. All right, so yeah, you... I found the part where his hands bleeding. He actually punched through a snare drum, which I have done. I didn't bleed when I did it though, because you're not a little bitch. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe. And you're saying like like they were kind of maybe stylizing the blood too much, like it, the, the no, blood dripping off. The... I just think they like over, like I think they over, I think they overplay like some of the drum parts. Like there's parts where he's bad, yeah, and it's like I don't know, it's weird because he's a good drummer the whole movie. Yeah. That's the whole point. And then he practices all this stuff, and and I think they over dramatize like certain things of the drums. And then there's other parts where he just nails it. And it's like, that's cool. Like, the movie itself is a great movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Like I said, it won an Oscar, Best Supporting Actor. Actually won like three or four Oscars. Oh, yeah, it did, actually. And the movie itself is great. Like, yeah. I mean, you cringe at, by the end of the movie, you know? And it's just like, ah! Like that drum solo that we watched, that was the end. Yeah. That was the end scene. Well, I mean, like, all right. <coughs> I'm just going to go off what I just seen. I've only seen a couple scenes There's now. a few parts of it, like, where they're like, Audience, this is what drumming is like. Yeah, see, like, the punching the hole through the snare causing that much blood on his hand, bullshit. Yeah. You can bleed from drumming, in my experience, and that's usually when you hit your hands on cymbal, like, you cut your hands on the cymbals, like, yeah. you grab them too fast, or you nick them on the hi-hat. Yeah. Done plenty of that. I've punched... I've bashed my knuckles on the wrist, oh, yeah. like... I've, but I've punched through a snare drum before, I was so pissed off. This was actually at church one time. It's a, kind of a funny story. Pissed at Jesus. No, it wasn't <laughs> nothing to do with Jesus. Um, but no, I punched right through the snare drum. I was so mad, yeah. and I pulled out, and no bleeding. Not like I mean, yeah. and if there, I mean, if there was blood, it was such a it was well, a tiny like nip, said, not though, like the I big gash on that guy's. I think hand. they're trying to show that it's coming from his like grip, you know. Oh, 
Which to me, I'm just like, yeah, he's holding the sticks wrong if he's bleeding that bad. <laughs> like, yeah, and there's, but there's just a few other things, and they're like, world, this is what drumming is, and then they like present it in the wrong way, and I'm like, that's not right. Other parts, it's accurate, like, yeah, they, they style. I mean, they do that in a ton of things. Do you ever see the movie um, Black Swan? Yeah, like. I don't. We have a concept album based around Black Swan. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> I, I, I wanted. You should tell people that is a concept album. Based I on wanted that movie. so bad to, like, for the cover of that album to be Sweaty's face painted white with like the black streak going across his eyes, like the the cover for that. Should have done it. That's one. He wouldn't do it. Why? I don't. He's an idiot. Yeah, he just needs to get an ass beat once. <laughs> that's all he needs. Yeah, he does. But uh, no, he's a good guy. Um. Yeah, but movies tend to do that. They always make more out of certain professions. You know, I mean, there was definitely some realistic stuff in Black Swan, but I mean, I imagine being a professional ballerina isn't quite like that. That movie. That's true. That's true. Because I just buy into all that because I have no idea, and I just take it. Same here, but I imagine it's not quite like that. And there's other stuff too. Well, I guess that's just what I mean. Like you would, you should watch it. You'd like Whiplash. I mean, it's a good movie. I love that actor, J.K. Simmons. And the kid does really good too. Yeah, like he was in. Did he actually do the drumming, or is that just good editing? I heard he learned to play drums for it. I don't think it's all him, but I heard he learned to play. That kid was in some dumb fuck movie where he was like, I wish I could remember. Bailey would know. He looked familiar. Um, yeah, he was in something like B, some B film. But, you know, th- the reason I brought that up is obviously like Ralph Macchio at the end, like fucking dueling Joe Cetriani or Steve Vai or whoever the fuck that is. That's like, the guy you're talking about, right? Yeah. Miles Turner. See what he's in. Anyway, yeah, that's actually, but it's a good movie. Yeah, it's Steve Zai's solo stuff. I think Steve Zai actually did the classic. Zai. Steve Vai? Did I yeah. say Zai? Yeah. I do that sometimes. But I think he actually did the classical guitar well, Steve part. Steve Vai, yeah. Steve Vai didn't fucking fake it. <laughs> He's no, but man. I think the part that zoomed in where uh, Ralph Macchio's doing that really fast classical oh. pentatonic bullshit. Yeah. I think Steve Vai was actually like on the clo- Like he was the one that actually played that. Oh. And he basically just taught Ralph Macchio to lip sync it well. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think S- Steve Vai was the actual guy on the recordings who did that and all yeah. the close up shots. That kid was in. Um. Oh, he's been in a lot of. He's been in some okay movies, I guess. God damn, dude! I can see his face. I wish I could just remember the one I uh, saw. He's in Divergent. Dumb. What a dumb movie. Um, Fantastic Four. He's. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. But there's another one. He's Reed Richards. No. Oh my yeah. God. He's Reed Richards. Yes. Go on to the next. Oh one. my God. Go to the really? Let me go to the next one. Our uh, next movie he was in. Um, Bleed for this. Arms and the dudes. The Divergent, I mean, there's several Divergent yeah. movies he's been in. Divergent stuff. Two Night Stand, The Awkward Moment, I'm going back backwards. Footloose, yeah. he was in the remake of Footloose. Okay. Project X, 21 and Over, I, I take it back, he hasn't been in He was in a movie with drinking. 21 and Over, that's it. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, continue. Um, oh, I remember seeing, I didn't see this movie, but I remember when it came out. That movie's actually pretty funny. Huh. Alright, well. Well... That's it. Uh, my recommendation, Kane, go watch Whiplash. You'd like it. As a drummer, I think you'd get a kick out of it, because some of it you're going to be like, that's dumb. And some of it you're going to be like, that's cool. I always like watching movies um, like based on the musical profession of like, like garage bands and how they come up, and like seeing what's bullshit. That thing you do. Yeah, that thing you do. Pretty I mean, accurate movie. 
for some of it. Well, for the, I mean, I don't know what it was like being a garage man in the 50s, but I'm more talking about late 90s, 2000s. Like, they get up there on the fucking, that big old theater, and they just fucking bomb. Oh, I know that one's accurate as shit, because, like, <laughs> if one bad thing, if it, I mean, if it just starts out bad like that, nothing you can do. To, I mean, I've, I've played shows like that where there's nothing you can do to save it. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have. <laughs> I mean, I've played some horrendous ones. I mean, fuck, I was thinking about the other day, because I spent so much of my formative years from, like, age 14 to... Yeah. When did me and Lisa get together? A couple years ago. I don't yeah. Remember. About four years, five years four ago. five, yeah. Uh, so, four, uh, 14 to 25, 26. Yeah. I spent the entire time just playing in bands and, like, only working just to support playing in bands. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of things I did really well. Yeah. But mostly did bad. <laughs> like, and I have a lot of wisdom built up from it yeah and like I, like people like i try to tell people like like when i talk to kids who are in other bands like i try to give them advice if they ask for it, i never just say you know what you got to do i never pay do that. hooker full price for it <laughs> <laughs> i never like just like without them asking if they ask me yeah for advice i will give it to them i never do it without they're like god i don't know why that guy keeps coming over yeah. here and like you know what, what you... i was doing it. <laughs> yeah. well because like I'm afraid that they think like, well, he must. I mean, full of himself or yeah, conceit. No, yeah. no, no, no. My wisdom is all based off failure. <laughs> I'm a failed musician. Yeah. Over ten years of failure, but there's a lot of wisdom. Like, I think I, I know that. so fucking much because of it. It's like, guys, I should write a fucking book. Like, here's how not to fail. Yeah. Don't do anything I did. <laughs> I think I kind of made that mistake, though, of, like, talking too much about Monster Attic when I was in Five Year Winter, because it was, like, they were a bunch of young guys, mm-hmm. like, who didn't really ever have, like, I mean, they were in bands and they did stuff, but it was, like, and I was, like, look, this is the way we did it in Monster Attic, and it didn't work. We should do this. Yeah. Here's the way we did it in Monster Attic, didn't work. We should do this. Yeah. And it, and then, you know, and it kind of sucked. I, one of the guys, I think, ended up presenting me a little bit, because I had to take a leadership role, and it was, I didn't want it, but no, it was, yeah, like, it, no one... No one stepped up to the plate, you know? And, and just... that's the whole reason why I was always the leader in Monster because no one stepped up to the... Fuck, all right. I'll go back and be the leader of Monster there you go. bitch. Get the well, me, Freddie, and Sean say we want to do a Monster Attic reunion, but, like, with you... I mean, otherwise, it'd just be Nameless or Thaddeus if it was just us three. Yeah. But we want to have you in it so that, okay, it's legitimate Monster Attic. <coughs> but no one... Want, I just, like, I told him, like, I'm not booking shows anymore. Like, I'll book a show, dude. You do it. I get emails from people all the time, like, hey... Do it. Band. I'm telling you, Freddie and Sean are down to do it. They want to do it. But, Where at? But now, like those, I love those two to death, but they are fucking useless when it comes to booking shows. Uh-uh. They never had to do it. They never, because they, they just didn't want to do it, didn't know how to do it, so I always ha- ended up having to do That's it. That's what this was, too. It was like, oh, I'll book shows, and it's like, cool, dude, do it. And I was like, I can give you my contacts, I can do all this stuff, and then it just like, never happened. And so like we spent so much time practicing, and it was mm-hmm. like, I want to play shows, dude. I fucking just want to play shows. I spent two years in a band called Cinder Code, and we played eight shows. Yeah. Monster Addict's done that in almost a week. Which Cinder Code, though, is legit. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd look into your eyes and see the same. Musically, that was probably the best band I was ever in, like just talent Your drums were tight as well. That's all I was doing. I literally had yeah. no role other than play drums, because we had a awesome would actually book shows you do all the write all the songs i'd write a little bit but like i mostly didn't do anything except play drums so my drumming was probably at my best then but but yeah no i just like gosh write a fucking book like hey how not to fail and be in a band and then list all my failures like just don't do any of these but i don't know like the, the the biggest advice i always give 
people if and when they ask is, you know, I want to start a Christian band. Do you think I should do it? I'm like, no, don't do it. Christian music scene. Nah. Christian music scene is the most cutthroat, ruthless scene. No, get is. in the Christian music scene and then charge $200 minimum to play any show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do it. No, do that. Oh, like, ruin music for yourself but make money yeah. <laughs> and that's the uh, you want me to go into it I mean like oh god it's just like the moment you start thinking of it as a business is the moment that band dies oh yeah dude that band is fucking doomed the moment you start well, thinking about money unless you think about it in the business in the way it's like how do I get people like to be into what we're doing like, how do I get people... I'm talking in- about making money. No, yeah. that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, how can we make money off this? The moment you start doing that, that fucking band is doomed. Yeah. And then there's going to be assholes out there who are like, oh, well, well, how all these famous bands do? I mean, they're doing it for money. No, cause they... I guarantee you, those bands didn't start out thinking, like, how are we going to make money? They First made of all, fucking money. yourself to the Beatles, you dumb cunt? Well, I'm not talking about just the Beatles. I'm talking about bands in general. No, I know, but it's like... I mean, are these people comparing themselves to fucking... The Beatles or the Stones, right? But it's like the Metallica. The you only start thinking about making money when you're already making money. Yeah, that 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 to me is like that's when it's okay. If you're already making money, getting offers of money, then it's okay to think about money. Yeah. Until then, think you can. It's certainly okay to think about how do we get people to show. Yeah. How do we promote ourselves to get people to show and listen to our music? Blah blah blah. The moment you start trying to fucking earn money in a band is the moment that band is fucking doomed to be shitty. I've always taken pride in sometimes I, I see, and I agree, you never, you just don't, you don't set out for it for money. You just do it because it, it's like something you need to do or you want yeah. to do. Like, I mean, it's like podcasting. Like, we're just here to like, it's like self-therapy. You know, we just come and talk. It's like the same thing, like yeah. we're jamming or playing music. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's just therapy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it literally is. This is insanity. But, and then there's going to be fucking assholes who, the few assholes who actually listen to all the episodes are like, well, you talked about that tour where you actually, you know, broke even because you yeah, made all that money. Yeah, broke even, dumb. Fucker. I, we were going to do that tour whether we made money or not. <laughs> I was, about the tour where we I was, money. I was, <laughs> I was prepared to front all the money for that tour. <laughs> if you fucking knew how much money I've spent on being in bands throughout my entire 12, 13 years that I did it, you'd, you, you, your jaw would drop. <laughs> Yeah. If I made, let's just do a rough guesstimate, how much money I made between the time of 14 to 26. Mm-hmm. Let's call it $200,000. Yeah, okay. It probably wasn't that, but yeah, let's just say... proud of yourself. $100,000. Well, I don't think if we're that, going for a good well, round I, number to do math I, When on, I worked for R&M, I was making thirty five grand a year for four, year, okay, four or five years. You probably made enough. Just say $200,000. That's just a good... Why are you fucking arguing about this? <laughs> I was going for a rounder number. $200,000... I probably spent a hundred grand, half of whatever I made in those ten I years went to bands. The other half went to barely, <laughs> barely scraping by. I mean, you see my apartments. I mean, yeah. like, that's not living. <laughs> no, it was. but all my, I mean, I like your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but like all of that, and so like I wasn't thinking about money when I was in bands. I wasn't yeah. thinking about like the only time I ever thought about how do we make money was when I was in a Christian band. Yeah. And we decided, like, hey, we should turn this into a business and make money. And in retrospect, that's the moment I should have gotten out. But I was stupid. How much longer did it take you to get out? A year. Well, well, that's not that bad. Some people don't get out. 
Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, a year and nothing to show for it. Yeah. I just spent more money trying yeah. to make money. With that sort of like that pot of gold on the inside mm-hmm. of the rainbow you're chasing. Well, in reality, if we were in a Christian man, if we were... And this is more geared towards... I don't know, I'll fucking say his name. Kenny Raymack. He's a piece of shit. He was the one that's like, we gotta make a business. We gotta make money. name on the podcast before. Yeah, so fuck him. He's like, well, we gotta make money with this. We gotta make money at this. Well, nickname, Kenny Raymack. Yeah. <laughs> no. We gotta make money at this. We start a business, you know, start you know making money. And he was the one when we first started all about, oh, this is a ministry. We're gonna minister to people. And as soon as he started saying we gotta make money, it never... It became... He never talked about the ministry ministry part of it other than when he was on stage yeah because it was a fucking act it was all about making money yeah i never saw a dime we got paid but i never saw a dime and i was the one spending money and people wonder why i hate the fucker so much he's like he made a hypocrite out of me and he stole from me so yeah. fuck him oh huh, dude fuck him for sure huh. so again any uh, we sing it loud and proud and uh, this has turned into kane's vent of the week but or Kane bringing up painful memories and bullshit, but... I think the closer for this song will have to be fucking Christopher Lloyd, dude. There's only one... <laughs> Do it. I will. <laughs> There's only one option. Play now. the whole damn song. I will. It's all about Kenny Ramack. Yeah. Um, Instead of doing the outro of Escape from Bitch Mountain, I'm gonna fucking throw out... Yeah, I'm gonna put out Good. Christopher Lloyd of the Ring. That's actually... My, lyrically, it's probably my best lyrics I've ever heard. I fucking love that song, <laughs> I dude. It's like... I wrote that in a blind rage, too. I got drunk, and I was like, Motherfucker! <laughs> Such a fun song, but um, for us, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else give a shit. But. You know, I was gonna say earlier though. Uh, every time I see these lists online or in magazines, it's like ten things not to do in your band. And it's like this... ten things that make you look like an ass clown in a band, or ten things blah blah blah. And all the lists are always different, but I've I've never done any of those things on those lists. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's up? Like, what name something that's on the list? Like, um, paraphrase if you have to. Um. Like, one of the ones was argue argue about money with, like, a promoter or something like that. Like, no, no. That's that's absolutely true. Yeah. I, I, got, I got personal experience with this one. Never... Can, can I go... Can, can I talk about this? Go for it. I'll, I'll give an example because I'm sure the statute of limitations is... <coughs> something I learned is if you're... If a promoter's not going to pay you... Yeah. Like, if they don't... If they, oh, I don't have the money... Don't fucking argue with them about because they're not going to pay you. Yeah. The moment they say, I'm not going to pay you, I don't have the money. They probably do have the money, but they're not going to pay you. Yeah, that's You're what fucked. I said. Yeah. You're like, fucked out of that fucked money. fucked either way. So. so don't waste the energy doing it. Instead, what you do is play cool, play it nice. Like, oh, it's, it's cool, man. It's okay. And then fucking steal from them. Take what? <laughs> no, yeah. that's what you do. And, th- and people are saying, oh, you shouldn't steal. No, you should. No, no, you're not. You're not technically stealing because he, if he agreed. To pay you, whether yeah. it was verbal or contractual, whatever, you yeah. know, if he, if he doesn't, fucking take the money somehow, somewhere else. I have taken mics. <laughs> mics I've taken mic stands. <laughs> mics are a big one. I've taken signs from outside of the business. Mm-hmm. And I always did it when there was an agreement to be paid and I didn't get paid. Yeah. I've never once taken anything, you know, from somebody who kept up their end of the bargain. And I, it's not like I've done this this month. I'm talking maybe less than half a dozen. But yeah, no, don't even fucking bother. Just take when when he's not looking, when they're not looking, take some. Uh, one of the things, other things was like holding a song hostage until like the crowd does what you want. Like I'm not starting this song until you guys start moving. Oh or... no, no, never do <laughs> yeah, that. I've never done that. So either. far, this is an accurate list. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I mean, no. for us, there's like a few people. Where I'm like, 
fucking I should personally email this to some bitches. <laughs> like uh no, no. Okay, if you're in a band. <laughs> don't get try to get the crowd involved. Don't talk to them. Don't fucking like act like you're fucking the Rolling Stones or 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 fucking Nickelback, you know, like I always found that it was better to pretend like that I didn't like the crowd. It is way better to not pay attention to the crowd. Get into it. Be, I mean, if you feel the music, you want to bang your head, do it. But don't, as a singer or frontman, whoever's talking on the microphone, the quicker you get into the next song, the better you'll do. Yeah. Don't waste fucking thing, time. Like, that was the other thing I talked about, like, wasting time, like, doing all this, like, by the way, blah, 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 like, between songs. Like, it's like, no, just fucking play your music. They're here to fucking hear your music. Uh, the other thing, there's a bunch of things, and I'm butchering this. But, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh one of the things was about um fuck can't remember i mean uh, the one thing i would uh, i mean the one i was thinking about yeah don't hold the song ho- uh something about set times it was like don't argue about set times don't argue about like position on the set list you know that sort of stuff no like don't yeah volunteer for as early as possible Cause I guarantee you, unless you're fucking Nickelback, Slipknot, one of these huge bands, whatever, or you're you're an actual headliner, yeah, an actual one, don't go last. It's the worst fucking thing you can do. Just yeah. like if they if they say like, hey, we want you guys to play first, fucking play first. Fuck Trust me, you. that's better than playing last. I play first every day, dude. Yeah, I'll play first. Fucking monster at it. And they're like, like if, you, if you get twenty minutes, don't argue for thirty. Don't argue for forty. Don't argue. No, no. Short, shorter the better. Dude, you are much better. Minutes, I'll play fifteen. <laughs> you are, yeah. Monster Attic was brilliant. I mean, for all my failures, Monster Attic was the most successful in the sense that like we were the most. If all the bands have been in, it was the most well liked band. Probably the most popular band overall. It's spread out. I mean, like, we actually did have... We, we failed miserably at, you know, making it big. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, we were huge. But we had a little bit of a following. We had, you know... We, we were respected in mm-hmm. the scene. One thing we never, ever did was play longer than a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's better to play an awesome 15-minute set than a mediocre 45-minute set. I've always had that same thing. Play as fast as you possibly can. Get off that stage. Oh, that was the other thing I said. Get off the stage when you're done. Oh, like, you fucking don't hurry fucking your ass up. Get down up. and like fucking talk to you with your groupies and shit. It's like get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, all that drives me nuts when bands take oh, 20, 25, Christ, 30 minutes. Dude. And then you're like moving the drums for the guy, and he's like, "What are you doing?" It's like get the fuck off stage, asshole. I could we monster addict that we we could get off a stage within five minutes of being done. Faster than that, oh, dude. Fucking heat fast. But I mean. Again, it's just funny. We're talking about, like, oh, we can do this, we can do that. Like, we, we were nobodies in the big scheme of things. So, like, whatever. I, mean, I, I want to make it clear. I don't think we're, like, oh, we're amazing. We did do some things right, which is why we were, for as shitty of a band as we were at times, we were still we very cred, well liked. We had cred because we followed certain rules. Yeah. If you follow those rules, even no matter how bad you are, people will like you. Other bands will like you and give you shows because, like, oh, fuck, we need an opener. Well, that band over there, they get off stage really fast, they play really short. Just get them to do it. Who cares if they'll they suck? They'll never cancel. <laughs> yeah. They'll play anywhere. So. Literally. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, just don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's like the easiest place. Don't be a fucking asshole. Let shit. I wish I would have known that when I was a teenager in early 20s. Don't be a fucking. Let shit slide off your back. Don't throw fits. That's my biggest problem when I was young, when I was really younger about yeah. it. Threw fits about the stupidest shit. What? Younger. Really oh. Younger. I don't know. I was just a little boy. 
No. Dude, I was freaking prima donna about the stupidest shit. I, I, Looking back, it's like, God damn it. I learned from Kane in his golden years. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I never gave a <laughs> shit. This <laughs> monster. Dude, I don't know. Even in, like, the True Vine days, like, stuff, <laughs> like, I mean, I tried really hard, but it's like, we didn't care that much. Yeah. That's, but that's a good thing. Don't care that much. We just had fun. Have fun. We love playing. There was, like, a time, like, the band sort of died for a couple people, like, when we really, like, we focused, like, because we had some money and we were going to go record, you know? So it was, like, we wanted to go to the recording studio. It was, like, $50 an hour and we had $200. Yeah. And so it was like, all right. So we rehearsed every day before we went and recorded. Yeah. And that was like almost a downfall for everyone. Cause like we hated rehearsing every day, yeah. but our fucking recordings were tight, dude. Like yeah. we got those recordings back and they're fucking solid recorded live. Yeah. Like not tracked, not, there's no click track or anything yeah. fucking live dude. in one take. So <laughs> like, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. If you can do it, yeah. I hate click tracks. I do too. I like the f- I like I always tell when a band's following a click track on a recording or if they played it live. There's a few bands you can really tell because it's like it just lacks a certain intensity. Yeah. Well, it lacks an intensity if they're not good at it. Mm-hmm. If they're not good at following the click track, and it's like you can tell that it's like it's not right where they need it to be. One of my there's my one of my favorite songs is called "The Promise" by this band called Means, mm-hmm. and they're like a metalcore band. But I just really like it because the guitar riff in it is just, I don't know, it's cool and the drumming's cool. But you can tell, like, the drummer is just like, like he's doing his thing and he's not like fucking, you know, he's not into it. Yeah. He's not like, he's not it doesn't feeling feel it. like he's there. Like, it just, and to me, it just ruins the whole song because I love that song. Yeah. The guitars are just like on point and. Yeah. But. Uh, I just failed. Yeah. Well, it's a failure. Oh, well. But I'm wiser for it. Get your chance back at the Monster Addict reunion. Book the show. I'll play it. I'll book it. Fuck it. You want to play drums or you want me to play drums? I'll play drums. Let's switch. <laughs> it's back and forth. <laughs> Hold on. Mid-song. I'll, I'll, I'll play drums. Fine. That'll be a good lineup with you on guitar. Fine. I don't want to play drums. <laughs> we can practice at my house. I got a garage. Be fun. I don't have neighbors. <laughs> Well, fun. I do, but they're really fun. far away. This will be good. You book it, we'll play it. Let's do it, dude. Yeah, just make sure it's not like a week from now, because... Oh. <laughs> well, I've been texting some guy, and... <laughs> uh, well, you said book the show, and we'll play it. You didn't say anything. <laughs> I used to do that to Sean all the time. <laughs> like, my my philosophy when booking sh- is booking shows is always... Ask later. <laughs> Always agree to it, and then ask the rest of the guys later. So, mm-hmm. But always agree to it. That way you have it booked. Yeah. So I always do that, and <laughs> like I call Sean, like even day of shows. Oh, yeah. I did it all the time to Sean. <laughs> Y'all, I pissed him off. You know, because the guy was working nights at Walmart. Yeah. He's like, I get a call. Like, hey, you guys want to play a show in like four hours? When the four hours from then would be like, yeah, we'll be there. Would be like seven. Like right when sh- like Sean's supposed to be like starting his yeah. <laughs> shit. Like. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> like, hey, Sean, we got a show in like four hours. Like, well, I'm supposed to be at work. We're like, all right, well, you want me to cancel it? <laughs> you already booked it? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I always book them. <laughs> well, what do we do? What do you do if I can't get out of work? I'm like, well, I'll cancel it. Well, we can't cancel it. Don't think of more dicks. Yeah, but. <laughs> You fucking dick! Look, bro, we know how this is going. Just call your fucking boss and get the fuck over here. <laughs> He's like, fine. It's like, because I knew it was like Sean's like hated his job, 
I knew there was a better chance than not that, you know, he, he wouldn't have a problem calling in sick for no. fucking Walmart, which is what he would do. He'd yeah. like, all right, I'll call in sick. <laughs> so we call in sick, we go play a show, and it's like, well, fuck, might as well get drunk. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good times. <sighs> How about that time Sean left the band, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> then I asked you to join. That's true. True story. What are we saying though? What I had actually said yes to shows between him leaving and you joining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the worst. I know. So we're like the day after Sean quit, like somebody called about, it. hey, you want to play a show here in Salem? But blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll be. We'll be there. Well, I heard you guys got a guitarist. Guy. I heard like Sean quit. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It was at the space that's the, that one of yeah. those fish. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why I said, like, hey, Red. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, so. With that, we've literally spent the past 35 minutes talking about something that no one else cares about. Doesn't matter. Fuck them. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, I'm going to do a taints, bitch. <laughs> get a hold of us the normal ways on Twitter. Twitter. At Facebook. Dual- Oh. Dual Taints. Yeah. At Dual Taints, Facebook.com slash AirPodcast. Dual at AirPodcast.com is our email address. And you can call us at 657 888 That's 657-888-DUAL. With um, that, the this, this song next is called Christopher Lloyd of the Rings. A.K.A. False Prophet. A.K.A. Fuck you, Kenny Raymack. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much flack when I first posted that. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't take it down. It's still up on pure volume like that. I liked it. I felt like there was a few shows where he was there or something like that, and you would purposely be like, "This song is called Fuck You, King no, Ray Mac." There was no. He was never or at like shows. His friends were there. Or his something. friends were there. Yeah. I knew they would get back to him. Yeah, good. I made. I made sure to look look at them <laughs> when I said that because I was like, I want. It, I want. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking like I was sallying a horse. Like, okay, I'm writing this comment to you. Okay. <laughs> This comment's coming to you, and you need to relay this to Kenny for me, okay? Can you okay. do that? Are you capable? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to after you hear this. <laughs> anyway, like we said, Christopher Lloyd of the Rings. And uh, avail- available on iTunes. <laughs> CD Baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's actually cheapest on CD Baby. You, you can hear five. it for free on Spotify. But <laughs> we and, or if you just email us, we'll probably just give it to you for free. That's true, too. <laughs> I know when we first recorded, I was trying to sell it. We, we sold some. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck it. You know, this band's done for anyways. Yeah. Like, if anyone wants it for free, just email me. Yeah. <laughs> so I've given out, like, a hundred and something copies of, like, the whole album for free and, like, sold, like, five. I thought about, like, burning copies and, like, getting some nice cases and, like, just leaving them around town. <laughs> like... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. It's a trap. <laughs>